It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, this is The Standard Podcast and I'm Mark Blunden. It was a nightmare before Christmas at Hyde Park Corner tube station with unsafe scenes caused by train delays and what was described as staggering levels of criminal and antisocial behaviour from some people apparently returning from the Winter Wonderland event. The Standards Transport and City Hall editor Ross Lydell reports how one worker at Hyde Park Corner Underground Station described in detail to colleagues dozens of people at a time barging through ticket barriers and threatening to assault staff when asked to stop vaping in the station. After details of the incident earlier this month emerged, problems were worsened by delays of up to 15 minutes on Piccadilly Line trains and escalators repeatedly breaking, making it even harder to manage vast crowds attending the annual festive event in Hyde Park. It was described as a pure miracle that nobody was injured, due bosses were told in a posting on Transport for London's intranet. Responding to the post, one tube manager apologised and said there were only a finite number of enforcement officers available. TfL told the Standard on Thursday they're investigating reports of fair dodging workplace violence and antisocial behaviour. It came as the government announced some potentially huge tube news, new laws on the statute books requiring minimum service levels on strike days. And that was just hours after RMT union members voted 90.5% in favour, taking strike action in a bid to win a better deal from TfL. Ross has been interviewing Transport Secretary Mark Harper about the new law, and you'll hear about how it could work later in this episode. First, let's find out more about the chaos at Hyde Park Corner. And Ross is speaking to us from City Hall. Apologies for some slight connection issues later. Ross, a really shocking report you filed on Thursday. How did these really serious problems develop at Hyde Park Corner Tube Station? Winter Wonderland in Hyde Park. It's an annual event. It sort of runs pretty much over the entire month of December. And thousands upon thousands of people head there to enjoy the rides and often to take children. What this causes for TfL is quite a headache because getting all these people in and out of Hyde Park isn't easy and anybody who goes to Hyde Park during the summer for the various pop concerts will realise this too it's not easy getting people through say Marble Arch Station or Hyde Park Corner Station and this very problem came up last weekend at Hyde Park Corner Station the main Piccadilly Line Station closest to the park. Now what's unusual about this story is that I was sent essentially an internal memo sent by one of the tube station staff workers who was on duty last weekend. He had filed this very sort of angry 
and uh, evocative really report to his bosses to say this situation was simply intolerable and I want to alert you to this because we felt in danger passengers must have been in danger and please can you do something to avert this happening again because winter wonderland runs until the start of January and essentially what this tube worker described was sort of nightmare scenario where there weren't enough trains for the first part which was the biggest problem so the Piccadilly line is normally one of the most regular in the underground uh, with you know a train every couple of minutes however on Saturday and Sunday there were gaps during the middle of the day of up to 15 minutes between services now that had the immediate impact of meaning that many passengers were stuck waiting on the platform so you'd all these thousands of people rolling out of winter wonderland trying to get home or trying to get to the shops and unable to move from packed platforms what happened as the pressure built up that then also led to people getting i guess angry frustrated and taking out their anger on the few tube staff who were there this chap talked about a sort of mass uh, ticket evasion lots of people sort of barging through the ticket barriers making no attempt to pay for their journey many vaping you know obviously not allowed to smoke or vape on the underground as well and all kinds of antisocial behavior and when he tried to challenge some of these people who were vaping on the platform he was met with a volley of abuse and essentially threatened with a physical attack so this sounds utterly miserable experience for all the staff what's more have you discovered about what this worker described as staggering levels of criminal and antisocial behavior what this worker described made it sound it was not the case that these were families who'd been out for a Christmas experience who were simply trying to get home. He said essentially that this had been targeted by what he called the usual suspects in terms of all the sort of aggressive behaviour on the tube afterwards. These essentially were troublemakers who were looking to use Winter Wonderland as an excuse to cause even more trouble when they got down onto the tube platforms. So really quite an unpleasant situation. Obviously we do know as well that TfL has a long-running issue with fair evasion, it's estimated that about 1 in 25 journeys are evaded. Uh, They simply don't have enough staff that actually focus on fair evasion, enough sort of enforcement or police to help the people on the ticket barriers because these station staff, it's not really their job to try and catch fair dodgers. That's too dangerous a thing and they could end up being assaulted themselves. Many fair dodgers are the same people who attack tube staff and that's why you see many barriers being left open because essentially the tube staff try and be there to help people who need help, who might need directions or assistance to get to the platform or on and off the trains. But this really sounded really quite a major issue and the fact that safety concerns were raised as well essentially escalates this. What are TfL saying? To be fair to TfL this morning after we published the story, they published quite a sort of well-considered, if you like, and thorough response saying that they were aware of this now and they would be speaking with the British Transport Police to try and make sure that more staff are deployed across the network and around Hyde Park Corner to deal with any further ongoing issues coming from winter wonderland crowds. Why are there apparently so few enforcement officers why were there apparently so few enforcement officers available for such a major event, leaving ticket hall staff essentially on the front line? TfL has sort of around 300 or so enforcement officers, but that's not many when you think they will work shifts. They're not just working a nine to five. This was at the weekend when probably fewer staff than normal will have been on duty and they will also be required in other places. We know of other hotspot stations, not just because of Winter Wonderland, but just sort of ongoing issues with pickpocketing, uh, with uh, begging, various other sort of criminal behaviour on the tube. You know, So there will have been staff at Stratford, at King's Cross, at Oxford, 
Circus, all these usual places, Leicester Square and Piccadilly Circus too, where often tourists are preyed upon. So there's a lot to do. You've got, you know, essentially three million people a day using the tube at weekend. Uh, so there's, there's simply not quite enough staff to cope with the level of bad behaviour on the underground, alas. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, as the RMT votes for New Year's strike action, will Mark Harper's minimum service level on the underground be enforceable? Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Ross has been in Mill Hill speaking with Transport Secretary Mark Harper about the new minimum service agreement on tube strike days, which comes in under legislation passed to originally deal with mainline rail strikes. Let's hear some of his interview. Mr Harper, the government has just put on the statute book new laws requiring minimum service levels during industrial Mm -hmm. action. Do you expect Sadiq Khan to use these new laws to keep London running when the RMT goes on strike early in the new year? First of all, it's it's regrettable that the the strike action, I've been very clear, I don't think people should be going on strike at all. We're trying to get people to use our public transport system and it impacts uh, workers across the economy. But we put the minimum service levels on the books for a reason. It's about making sure we can properly balance, yes, the right of people to go on strike, but also the right of the public to be able to get about. And that tool is now available for the Mayor of London. Now, Ross, how will this new minimum service level be enforced? If the Mayor or Transport for London says to the RMT, we want to use these minimum strike regulations and that we want to run 40% of services and you've got to make sure enough of your members turn up for work that day, if the union fails to comply, then it is open to being fined under the legal situation and also the individual members who go on strike can be punished as well and they're open then to either being disciplined or being sacked. So there are quite strong sanctions available to TfL. However, this would be something of a nuclear option should they choose to do this. Mark Harper, when he spoke to me yesterday, said, well, the mayor's got to think about Londoners as a whole. There are millions of Londoners who rely on the tube each day and want to get to work. And this strike, when it happens, will probably happen in the week or the second week after they return to work after the Christmas New Year period. So things will be back to normal in terms of that. It's not the case that we can continue easily to work from home and just put it down to a bit of sort of 
Christmas excess. The issue that TfL will have on the day is that they may be able to run some trains because many of the tube drivers belong to Aslef and Aslef have actually accepted this pay deal. It will be the RMT station staff by and large who will be out on strike. So the issue there will be the station doors or station gates might not be open but the trains will be running through so it's all a bit of a headache what Sadiq Khan said today Thursday at Mayor's Question Time is that he hopes that TfL and the RMT can keep talking and that despite the fact that the RMT members have voted in favour of a strike he hopes action can still be averted and that a deal can be done but I have to say in my experience when the RMT or indeed Aslef have actually gone as far as to ballot their members and have a large majority in favour of a strike it's it's quite unusual for that strike not to happen. Although actually recently and a couple of times earlier this summer, there was an 11th hour deal done, but that was not over pay. That was over station staffing and over pensions. And the only way that this uh, strike, it would seem, will be called off would be if TfL can find more than 5% to offer all of its 16,000 staff on the tube. Uh, does it have that money? Well, mm, not sure. But certainly it's true passenger numbers are going up. So its coffers are filling up. Things are getting better on the tube. But it'd be quite a concession for TfL to say, OK, we've suddenly been able to find more than 5% when only a month or so ago it was saying 5% is our full and final offer. Do you think Sadiq Khan has an appetite for deploying these new powers? Mark Harper described these new laws as a sort of tool in the mayor's toolbox. If anything, it's probably more like a pneumatic drill than a sort of small chisel. If Sadiq were to use this new legislation, which has obviously been brought forward by the Tory government, it would be really akin to chucking some fireworks onto a bonfire. I think uh, there would be no doubt that industrial relations would sour considerably. You know, they're, they're sort of on a reasonable basis just now between the unions and TfL. There's been sort of something of a ceasefire. But I think it would be uh, really quite a provocative uh, move for the mayor to use this legislation to try to essentially break the strike. And that simply, this is not what you'd expect a Labour mayor to do, uh, especially one who was admitting today that he's a member of several unions. There's more on both these stories in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. We're back on Friday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.